Welcome to the Live Fit Listens podcast, a safe space of growth, personal development, and overall wellness with your host, Olivia Catania. Diving into the realms of all things health, conscious living, mental expansion, and much more, this podcast is designed to help you evolve into your best self and live fit. Let's get into the show. All right, party people, welcome back to another Effie, episode 21. I, okay, last episode here, because this is only the second episode, reporting live from Hawaii. And I just... Now I don't like it. Like I'm looking at this and I'm like, well, I knew that there wasn't a lot of decor. Like there's not a lot. There's no decorations like around me in this vicinity. But like, I just don't know where else to do this now. But for some reason I was vibing so hard with this setup. And now today I'm like, this just is boring. Like I'm bored staring. Like there's nothing else to look at except for me, which is like, come on. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I'm going to work on it. Maybe I can get like little decorations, but also like this isn't in my actual apartment. Like it's an Airbnb. So like I don't want to do like too much and then be rude being like I'm redecorating your place. So <laughs> I'm just we might just need to leave it as is or I'm going to need to think of another place to another location. Anyways, welcome back. I genuinely hope you guys are doing really well. I hope you guys have a really good week this week and have a good have had a good start to your week. I guess guess I should say. Let's formulate a sentence. Today we are doing a Q and A, which I'm happy that I actually remembered to do this time because I forgot last time. I asked you guys on my Instagram in a little question box to ask me some questions. So we're just gonna dive right into in today. Why do I keep stuttering? We're gonna dive right in today and waste no time for the gratitude. I have I. Am I'm thankful to be alive and healthy, which is a simple one. But if you guys also saw one of my most recent vlogs, I had a little, or if you can keep it up with my Instagram, I've had a little bit of a, I had a little uh, surfing incident and it was freaking scary. And I don't know, I just like overall, I don't know, I feel I'm kind of like simple today. I'm feeling just like in love and appreciative with the bare minimum, which is actually worth so much. So I'm just grateful to be alive and healthy today. So for the Q&A, let's just get started. I'm going to try to see how many I can answer while still being like thorough, but not like dragging it out, you know? Okay, first of all, let's just start with what people think is going to be juicy. Someone asked, have you met anyone special in Hawaii with the eye emojis? You guys think that I'm going to meet my person here, which like I'm so open with that. Like I'm so down. Any Hawaiian surfer boy, like literally come hit a sister up. But the answer currently is no. I've barely met people in general. Nonetheless, a potential significant other. <laughs> but maybe one day. Advice over long distance relationships. A little tidbit about me. I actually was in a little bit of a long distance relationship with my second boyfriend when I went to college in Pennsylvania. He was in Colorado. And I would say I, it sounds so classic, but just like open communication everyone and their brother literally always says that but still just like make sure that you're affirming to each other that like you're there that you have support because it's one thing it's kind of like when you're able to be together in the physical like you there's kind of that nonverbal communication that speaks for itself that makes you feel loved but you don't have that physical connection when you aren't together and you're long distance so like it's just really important to emphasize you know your words and communicating with them and all that sort of stuff and making sure that you have trust if you have even like a slight trust issues or struggle to trust your partner like long distance is going to be very hard because trust is also another thing that is so freaking important you need to be able to trust your partner through and through or else there's going to be a lot of strain on that long distance relationship so do what you need to do to either like if you have trauma that's making you you know have 
struggle trusting people, make sure you're doing that inner work. Or if it's something that they're doing that makes them like makes you not able to trust them. That's something you guys need to actually openly speak about and try to work through to try to build up that trust because trust is just everything in a relationship and especially in a long distance relationship. Someone, this isn't really a question, but someone said, feeling lost in your early 20s. I'm 19. I dropped out of school and feel so lost in life. This is just interesting because I kind of touched on this in my emotional uh, goodbye vlog before I left Utah to come here. And I just think this also is like just a completely whole topic that like isn't talked about enough. And I definitely don't have the answers. Like I'm only 22 and I feel like I'm in that kind of feeling lost in your early 20s whole era. And um, I think the biggest reason why it feels why a lot of people feel lost in this age group is because it's such a transitional and pivotal moment of your life. It's like you're finally breaking away from childhood and like the life you were already given and you're trying to now create your own life with some of those pieces, trying to fix those broken pieces from your childhood, trying to add new pieces that you find to create something of your own and stable and your own foundation. And it's just as like I said, it's just such a transitional phase. That's the best word that I could think of and use. And it doesn't kind of be a lot sometimes like there's still a lot of uncertainty because you're still working to find and build that foundation. And like I was talking about this with someone actually recently, how kind of like they're they're the happiest they've been in their 30s because they kind of have been able to work through and find a more stable life for themselves or more financially independent they have more of a flow and like I said just have created their own life but but now they're able to have their independence and stuff and I just think it just really can be hard in our age group because there's so many unknowns and so many variables you're trying to figure out so I think at the same time, in order to kind of comfort yourself and help with your mindset, something that I've been doing is trying to see this uncertainty and kind of this overwhelming options and choices as simply just opportunity and freedom and potential. And that's just really helped me kind of see, you know, because sometimes I like I want to say with all of my opportunities and all of my choices, like I want to use the word like I feel like I'm drowning sometimes because it's so overwhelming of like, oh my gosh, I can quite literally do anything. I'm not tied to anything. I don't have like a partner to ground me. I don't have like a family home that I'm grounded to, like absolutely nothing. And it can be overwhelming. But when I see it as like opportunity and potential and freedom, it helps me see it as like oh the world is my oyster like this is a good thing like it gets me excited I'm like what do I want to do what feels good for me what feels what direction feels right to me go where that feels like that whole sort of thing so kind of changing my perspective has helped to kind of comfort myself in this situation and another like just trust and surrender like I feel like the balance between the two of you know, trusting life, trusting the flow of life, trusting that things will work out as they should. Trust yourself, trust your intuition, trust that going where it feels good is going to lead you to what's meant for you. Um, and then also kind of surrendering, like don't try to force things that don't fit. Try, don't try to rush timelines. Don't try to control things all the time. Like do what you can so that your actions are aligned with your most truest intentions and desires, but understand that you can only control your input. But at the end of the day, the output is, you know, in the uni's hand it's in the universe's hands so that's where you kind of need to surrender to the flow of life and trust that it's going to work out as it should when it should for your greatest good that's one of my favorite affirmations that I came up with so if you need to tell yourself that the affirmation is I trust that all is happening as it should when it should for my highest good Maybe that should have been the affirmation for this episode. I guess we're going to get two today. So that's kind of my little piece on that. 
very vague in general, but that's just what I tell myself to like remind myself of the bigger picture, like come centered again, become grounded and just be like, live. It's going to be okay. Cause I really have been feeling that a lot lately, you guys, especially the more I get into live fit because I still, this is still like my first year of being out of college and I've been kind of dependent on school for that backbone and structure and to like ground me, if you will. And so the more I kind of dive into live fit as well, and the more opportunities and avenues open up with live fit, I'm like, there's so many things like how do I choose what I want to do and all that sort of stuff and I feel like sometimes I'm just floating and I just and I struggle with the word oh I'm thinking of something else great to say I'm struggling because I want to say that I don't I don't feel grounded but it's not in the sense of like I don't feel grounded within myself it's just like sometimes I feel like I'm just constantly floating like I don't feel like I'm I'm stable anywhere and sometimes it's nice to feel that way just to help me feel centered and like I know I don't want to think this way but I do feel this way like if I had like a partner or something like that or like an actual home base that was my home you know I think that would kind of make me feel have more stability if you will but because I don't have that right now I just kind of really constantly feel like a leaf in the wind and like a part of me loves it but then like my the side of me that loves routine is like anxiety ridden by the whole thing if that makes sense like sometimes I don't feel like I belong anywhere that's a good way to put it and it's just kind of like I don't know but something my mom said when I was leaving here to Hawaii which I loved which I think so many of you might resonate she was like when you're grounded in yourself or like the beauty of being grounded in yourself is that you can then be grounded anywhere because wherever you are you are grounded essentially and like it sounded so simple but like it was so refreshing for me to hear and brought me so much comfort because I was like That's so right. Like, cause I kind of was saying how I don't feel grounded when I'm like kind of all just up in the air all the time. And she was like, if you're grounded in yourself, you can be grounded anywhere you go because you have yourself wherever you go. And that just brought me so much peace and encouragement to like come back to myself, come back to my center, remember my peace, you know, remember the home that is within myself. It's my little portable home, you know, and it just kind of was also empowering because I was like, I don't need anywhere else. I don't need a stable home. Like as long as I'm there for me, I have my sense of self, you know, I have my meditation practices. I have my affirmations. I have my journaling. I know how to be my own friend. I know how to stay grounded within myself. I could then be grounded anywhere in the world with whoever is around me. And I just really loved that. So maybe that will kind of resonate and hit for one of you guys as well. Another common question. What are you going to do after these next two months in Hawaii? Great question, Emma. I don't know. (laughs) I don't freaking know. And I've been trying to kind of think about I've been trying to reflect and like ask myself questions periodically. Like I'm like, how are you feeling right now? Like just kind of trying to stop and like reflect on certain things like in my day and of my time here. I've been here for two and a half weeks, which is kind of crazy because I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I guess I forgot that I was on a timeline here. Like, I forgot that the more time I spent, the time was the rest of my time is dwindling like I'm like that's kind of not a long time like six what is that stop is that five and a half weeks left or six and a half weeks if it's five and a half weeks okay no like six and a half weeks but still I forget where I was going with that. But anyways, I forget that my time is kind of dwindling here. And I guess the re- when I realize that I have to go home, I'm like, I don't know if I want to go home. So <laughs> I don't really know yet. I, I don't think I really would be going any other place. Like I think that I'm either going to be maybe extending for a little bit or going to another island or I would be going back to Utah probably for the most part. But it's still really up in the air. So many people keep asking that. I'm like, bro, I don't know yet. But so many people ask that. What is a major goal of yours while living in Hawaii? 
Another common question are people like, what are you hoping to get out of this trip? I never really came here with a goal of being like, you know, I want this to come out of this. I think I came here with a certain intention, but I kind of, I didn't really have expectations. I didn't really know what to expect. I guess the reason of me coming here was just because I felt like there was really nothing left for me in Utah. I felt really cooped up. I felt like I wasn't growing. I was not meeting new people at all. I had the same like couple people in my circle and it just was getting old. Like there was, there wasn't a lot of people in my age group there. I felt also very restricted by my family. Like I just still felt I was living an extension of my childhood. Like I felt like my dad's name was Joe. I felt like Joe's daughter and not like Olivia Catania. Like I wanted to create my own life. Like, I don't know. I had such an itch to like, I just wanted something new. And like, I've always, always, always wanted to come here ever since I was 15. I had Hawaii stuff all over my walls. I wanted to be a Roxy surfer girl so badly. Like, this is just my ideal life. Do I like the mountains? Yes. Do I like skiing? Yes. But like, this is what I always felt was my space was like somewhere warm, like coastal, that sort of thing. Um, and so I guess my overall goal was to just try to try to come here and be able to step into my own and hopefully try to open up and step more into my potential as a human of what is the most in alignment with my highest self and my highest life path and most in alignment with my dream life. I was also hoping to meet more people that I would align with and that were similar to me and had my same interests. But that was it. Like I kind of just wanted to come here because I truly thought that like I would be happier here and live a better life and like be around people that I connected with better so that was it I didn't really come here it's not like I had like a career goal or something like that or find something specific like I just I just overall thought this would be a better environment for me it was super inviting super enticing it always drew me in and I just really felt like I needed to act on that calling on that nudge or else I always would be wondering what if and like I'm not kidding you guys beginning of January I felt such a strong pull here like usually I sleep like a baby every night I like there was a night where I literally couldn't sleep like I was so excited and I was just so like I have to go like I just felt like I just was like I have to go I have to go to Hawaii like I was like I need to book a flight like I need to go tomorrow like it felt so urgent for some reason and I'm usually not that type of person and so I just was like I have to listen to this intuitive nudge and here I am biggest perspective change since moving another great question and I need to think about this for a second I think the biggest thing that especially recently that I've been kind of coming back to what I've been thinking is that it really is truly because okay I feel like a toxic trait of mine which I've been I feel like I've been thinking a lot about my weaknesses lately like a lot of things that I need to heal have been coming up again which I'm liking and I'm enjoying and it's kind of like not in the sense where I feel like self-deprecated it's like in the sense where I feel like I'm gaining more awareness about myself which is really great and like now I just kind of need to do the work to kind of continue to work through these it's kind of like I'm like observing myself and witnessing these tendencies of myself that I wasn't always aware of but like one of my toxic traits tendencies is that I feel I kind of have this hyper independence sometimes and feel like I don't need anyone I don't need friends I don't need anyone's help and like I'm realizing like that is a result of trauma and I'm kind of realizing I think it's a result of feeling smothered in my childhood not to go too far into that lane but like I feel like I like kind of feel like I always have this need to like just want my space and I find especially lately I've been really 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 pushing people away which I'm not proud of and it's kind of make me emotional for some reason. I don't really know why I've been doing it. Um, I don't know why this makes me emotional, but I have been doing that and I'm just not proud of it. 
Um, and I feel like I've been acting very selfishly, I guess. And I feel like sometimes I think that like being alone is what's going to solve problems that I feel like I have or like unfulfillments or desires that I have. Um, and I feel like since moving, I've really realized that like you can be in such a beautiful, beautiful dream place and like it still can only go so far if you're not around people that you love and like that just goes back to reiterating the fact of like how much love just drives our whole entire planet and love is just everything and love is so powerful and yes I feel like that's what it is like I love it here and I'm so happy and like there's so many things to do and so many things I want to do but I really have been finding myself of like oh, I wish I had like really close people to do it with. And this is where I struggle because it's like I'm almost impatient. It's like I don't want to deal with like the surface level friendship stage before you get to like a deep rooted friendship. And I feel like that's what my issue is. Like I just want to skip to the part where like we're really deep friends and like we know each other, we care about each other. Like because when it's like surface level people that I don't really know, I'm like, I'd rather just go by myself. But it's like I need to kind of bear those times of that surface level friendship in order to push through to get to those deeper friendship connections if that makes sense so I guess that's my biggest perspective change someone asked what has been your greatest achievement in your life honestly live fit 100% someone asked this when I was playing like a game with a big group of people and it's this it's it's just the whole overall brand and you know it's not graduating college it's not graduating with the high GPA it's not you know remaining fit and healthy it's it's overall this brand and something else that I'm thinking of is my overall headspace actually is the second thing that I'm kind of thinking of uh and kind of just like the care and intention that I've gone into kind of cultivating my headspace but for sure definitely lift it because it is extended into so much grown into everything that I could have ever imagined and it's still there's so much that I still I have such a big vision for vision for it that still has yet to come into fruition but it's definitely just this overall brand because I truly feel like I made something out of nothing something that was completely intangible and made it tangible and uh I just love this I'm so passionate about it so yeah, that's probably my greatest achievement in my life. Tips for seeing results in the gym. Sometimes I forget that like this is primarily <laughs> was originally a fitness page. Tips for seeing results in the gym. You got to make sure that you're training hard. And I know this is where Coach Lift Fit comes out, but I just feel like not a lot of people train hard slash they don't even know that they can train harder because I've been there sometimes I go through phases where I'm like you know I think that I'm pushing myself and then some days I just go psycho and I'm like just forget of any mental restriction and mental limitation and I'll just go and like actually listen to my body can't go anymore not like my brain telling me to stop and I'm like whoa like I forgot how much I'm capable of how much my body is capable of when I'm not listening to my mental limitations so I would 100% train harder I bet you you can train give like 10 to 20 percent at least more than what you currently give and I think that's what makes people not see results in the gym is just because they're simply not pushing themselves hard enough the thing is is like it's pretty self-explanatory if you were to like I feel like it's common sense in my opinion of how like muscle growth and progress occurs like you need to force the body you need to give the body a reason to change and adapt that's going to happen by you know overwork not overworking the body but pushing the body past its limits putting a stimuli on your muscles in order to force adaptation which is essentially muscle growth or if you're losing body fat whatever the case may be 
you have to actually give the body a stimulus to do so. If you're training within your body's comfort zone and doing what it already can do, it's not going to have a reason to change. So 100% train harder. Also, make sure you're eating enough protein. Prioritize protein in every single meal and get your sleep, eat well, all that sort of stuff. But number one thing without going bleeding into too many areas is to just train harder. How do you establish balance in your life? This is such a loaded question and I feel like it's hard for me to answer. I feel like, but one thing I will say, one thing I've learned is like balance is going to look different for everyone. So my answer of balance is not going to be your same answer of balance. And I think balance is going to come down to what you, what are your priorities, what are your priorities? hundred percent. And I think that's the thing. Like people are like, how do I get balance? Like one size fits all. Like think it's a certain list of things. It's truly whatever it means to you. And that's when like just truly everything in life is subjective but like what I deem as balance could deem someone else could deem as me being like a workaholic like in in true truly 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 and so it's just kind of like you need to list what your uh priorities are and where you're kind of where you're willing to give and also kind of balancing what recharges you and what depletes you so like for example a lot of the work that I do honestly charges me up it's my creative expression it's what I'm passionate about it makes me feel fulfilled For other people, the work that they do will drain them, right? So the amount of work that I have in my day might be toxic for someone else because of, you know, what their work does for their mental health. The amount of, I guess, personal development that I do in my day could also be draining for someone else because maybe they're just starting out with personal development and it's too much for them. So I think the biggest thing is to kind of list what fills up your cup, what depletes your cups, what are your non-negotiables in your life and your day-to-day that you need to get done every day, what are your priorities, and kind of you figuring out what works for you. I think how you know if you're in balance is if you're able to kind of make substantial strides towards your goals, towards the work you have to do, towards your obligations without feeling so depleted and burnt out by the end of the day or by the end of the week. So I think this is totally up to you. I hate to always turn it back to you without having tangible advice. But like, again, I kind of had this episode of you are all you need. Like there's only so much coaching and advice that someone else can give you. I want my podcast and my content to help you turn inwards, to ask yourself questions, to then have you find your own answers within yourself and to help you listen to your own intuition, because that is going to be the best healing and the best advice uh, and the best constructive feedback for you. What are some of your favorite wellness habits? Number one is making my bed. Sounds so cliche, but also so underrated at the same time. I, I love it. I do it every day and I just something about it like just sets up so much momentum for the day. Making my bed. Chugging a glass of water before you start your day, 100% before you ingest anything, super transformative. And I think I'm going to leave it to three or else this is where I list off like every single thing that I do. Like I'm going to be like cards, affirmations, journaling. Oh, I forgot about affirmations. Yeah. So without listing off like every single thing that I do as my favorite wellness habits, but I'm going to say number three as quiet time with yourself because not enough people do it and it's so transformative and it's something about it that just the creating that stillness within you is just like it just creates space for inspiration to come in for motivation to come in for new ideas to come in for clarity for peace to help like get rid of your stress anxiety overthinking so just more quiet time with yourself so not only spend more time with yourself but also allowing yourself to spend more time like with your thoughts and like truly with yourself like I don't mean quiet time like okay go watch Netflix for three hours I mean like mindful intentional quiet time with yourself 
Do you feel pressure to stay super fit all the time because of your job? I'm curious if it's hard to do always. Very interesting question. And like, honestly, I ask myself this quite a lot. Like, I'm like, do I feel pressure to look a certain way? Like, I I truly do. I ask myself that pretty periodically. And I honestly know. And I think because at least like I hope I feel like this brand has developed enough into like overall holistic health. And I don't think a lot of you guys are here because I have my body or whatever like and fully honestly like I don't feel like I have like body goals like enough for people to have like for like you know like there's some people online who's like their body's like insane and like that's why people follow them is for body inspiration I don't really feel like that's kind of like my main quote-unquote selling point of this brand so kind of like yes and no I feel pressure to like maintain my health in a way but also I don't even like to use the word I want to say this is the best word I feel accountable I feel held accountable towards maintaining just like my healthiest way of life, which includes eating well and exercising and my mental health and all that sort of stuff. Because I, I want to do this. Like I genuinely want to do it. Hence how it created a whole brand in and of itself. So I don't want to say I feel necessarily pressured, but I definitely 100% feel held accountable. And I think like the, there's a whole facet of this brand of mental health. So like if it gets to a point where it's not making me happy or I don't feel like it's helping like in alignment with my best life to, you know, maybe exercise all the time or if weight training doesn't light me up anymore. I really don't feel like I feel pressured to like have to stick with those things if they truly don't make me happy anymore because that in and of itself would be going against the very core mission and moral set of the brand Live Fit. So I don't know. Yes and no, but I feel the freedom to be able to pivot and shift and change my hobbies and methods of what makes me feel good and helps me feel like I'm living my best life. I want to talk more to the cute guy that works at my gym, but I get shy sometimes. Convo ideas slash tips, please. Here's the thing. I would say, first of all, go work out next to them. Try to do what you can to make eye contact, but not like creepily, but just be like, you got to give them some sort of like, I'm looking at you. So kind of like low key, but also like make sure you're in your power, make sure you're staying confident, make sure that like your energy is drawing and enticing enough for like them to want to approach you. So just like be in your power, know your hot shit humbly. <laughs> then I would say like try to ask them like honestly anything if they're wearing a shirt that I said, OK, for example. This actually just happened the other day. I was at the gym here. Someone was wearing a Brighton, Utah shirt. I wasn't interested in them. Like, I wasn't trying to flirt with them. I just was trying to, like, have some sort of conversation with another human being here because I don't know a lot of people. So I just was like, hey, like, are you from Utah? So if they have, like, and that sparked a whole conversation. So, like, if they're wearing something that you could ask a question about, that's a great conversation starter. Also, like, you could ask if they're using a certain piece of equipment. Um, But I just feel like when you say that, it doesn't really go far, you know? So I would maybe like start with asking if they're using a piece of equipment to kind of open up the communication window and then maybe ask them something about their shoes, a shirt they're wearing, their bag, what they're training. Like, and I feel like a pretty safe question is like, oh, are you training for something or how long have you been training for? Like, I feel like that's like a very classic neutral Like maybe you're just kind of bored that day and you want to talk like doesn't mean that you're like overly invested like saying go out with me. You're just like trying to start a casual convo that like may lead to more. I definitely take the casual approach. Like I'm not very like I'm flirting with you. Take me out. Like I'm kind of like oh no way. Like I'm kind of not interested. Like I am interested like but I'm just playing chill in my corner. But I'm telling you it works. Like it really gets guys hooked on that. In the least uh, toxic way. It just kind of has naturally happened and I have discovered that it works. (laughs) This is interesting and usually I don't really fully answer these questions because I'm like I really don't have any like things special that I did 
But she said, how do you grow? How did you grow your online presence? I want to share more of my journey, but feel protective. And that's where I was like, well, I really resonate with that because I struggled with that for so long. Like I almost didn't want to say things because a, I felt like I wasn't super ready to be open like that and just publicly share things. A, B, I felt like I was kind of almost giving out my secrets that I was, because also a lot of people would copy me, especially in the beginning of my situation. A lot of people would copy my content. And so I was like, almost didn't want to say things. I didn't want people to copy it. And it just was like, I don't know. I felt like I almost had to like protect my information, but something that helped me not feel so protective over things was like, this isn't a game where you like need to keep your cards close to your chest. Like everyone's living, everyone's loving, everyone's growing, everyone's learning there's no need to kind of live in your own little shy corner of keeping your cards close to your chest like life is about transferring ideas exchanging ideas sharing your wisdom so because you're going to be gaining those things as well from other people and from your own experiences so it kind of is learning that expect perspective of like it's not about gatekeeping the whole point of life is to express yourself and learn and share ideas has helped me kind of understand the beauty of it and let my guard down and not feel like I need to be so keep a shell and keep a wall up all the time and I feel like just now that's making me feel like that is super relatable and transferable to um relationships like same thing with like feeling sheltered with your emotions like we're just here to freaking live life man like it doesn't need to be so serious or feel like you need to be so in the shell like part I don't know like I yes there's risks from exposing yourself and being vulnerable whether that's you know sharing your personal life online sharing your secrets online secrets I mean like I don't know, specific methods for certain things or sharing your emotions with other people. Like, yes, there's more risks, but like it's a lot more lonely and there's a lot less life when you live in this sheltered, protected, walled up life. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's kind of what helped me and nothing. What, how I really grew my online presence was because I kind of went viral on TikTok and um, some videos took off on YouTube is what really did it. But I think it was how I showed up energetically, excuse me, in those videos that really is what set me up for myself. I was super authentic, super genuine. I just was genuinely happy and passionate about passionate about the things that I was talking about and people could feel that. So I kind of want to do more like content on this about like coming into energetic alignment with things, but like you truly need to be energetically aligned with the thing that you want and you kind of need to step into your power and into what you deserve and how you need to step into the way that you want to be seen. How about that? And then people will be able to start to see your worth because you were in that energetic vibration in that frequency. And since you see yourself that way, others will see yourself like that as well. Super interesting topic that I didn't even think to talk about. It says, how is living alone been? Did you feel a shift slash change at all? What's the hardest part about it? I kind of like don't feel like it feels so natural to me for a second I was worried I was gonna feel lonely and again it's only been two and a half weeks but I have definitely not felt lonely I love my space especially love being in like a small apartment as opposed to like a big house like I (laughs) thought of this yesterday which I don't know if people are going to feel about this. I don't like wearing clothes. Like I feel like like I really would resonate with the times of the caveman and woman when you just kind of walked around naked. Like living alone for me is just walking around naked all the time. And I love that. Like I full on cooked dinner yesterday, completely naked, like right after the shower. And like it just was it was amazing. So I really like living alone. I like having my space. I don't feel lonely, which I thought I was. I also don't really feel like I felt like a huge shift, to be honest. I thought I would feel more so a shift. I thought I was going to feel more of a shift in my creativity. Not really, to be honest. There's little things like I like being able to make my breakfast in the morning alone 
And I like just being able to kind of be in different areas of my apartment without like worrying about having to socialize with someone, if that makes sense. Weird that I say worrying, but sometimes I just like don't want to talk to people in the morning. And I really don't feel like I have a hard part yet. Not yet. I don't want to glorify everything. I know it's probably going to come. I still feel like I'm just on the high of coming here and like having my own space. But I really don't feel like there's a hard part. I guess like feeling like no one's here to help me if I needed help. That kind of freaks me out sometimes. How did you develop a content system that works for you? Bro, I didn't. (laughs) I don't have a content system. No, I'm kidding. I just feel like I I wish I was way more efficient in my work than I am, but we're working on it. But I would say I just kind of started to create a schedule of like, hey, so I'm uploading these two days. Like YouTube, for example, I'm uploading Tuesday and Friday, Monday, then most likely it's going to be an editing day. Thursday's most likely going to be a big editing day as well. That means I'm probably going to be vlogging Wednesday and then like sometime in the weekend, that sort of thing. I know that I'm uploading my podcast on Mondays, so I usually record the podcast either Saturday or Sunday, rec- uh, edit it Sunday night, just kind of that thing. I kind of worked backwards towards when I want to have content be live and then I work backwards from there. In terms of TikTok and Instagram, I have zero plan, which I wish that I did because I struggle with that. What is your spirit animal? A butterfly. I have so many freaking stories about this, which is a story for a different day. Go to actually episode one. And I speak about a couple stories about my weird, not weird coincidences. There's synchronicities with butterflies. And I just want to say this was before they became trendy. Like this was in 2016, 2017. Not, I'm not just saying that now because like everywhere, everyone has a butterfly on their shirt. Like I'm serious for years, like before spirit animals were even a thing, like anything, like 2017 it was a butterfly hence why my whole logo was a butterfly and it also just so happens to perfectly fit into this whole entire brand non-coincidentally about self-transformation and just becoming your best self evolution constantly evolving betterment I love it how to be happy with the life you're living if you're currently unhappy great one this was me all throughout college I hated I know it's a strong word but I did not like my college experience I did not want to go where I went I went to Penn State I never wanted to go there I went for my dad it was a whole ordeal I was unhappy I was in Pennsylvania which in my opinion is with all due respect I'm just gonna say not a state I aligned with or resonated with let's put it that way I did not like it the sky was gray probably like straight up gray like just a flat gray <laughs> like 70 percent of the days there I just uh Oh, I kind of have PTSD. I just really did not. That whole phase of my life was really, really, really hard. And that's why I poured myself into the gym, which was the positive thing that came out of it. But because that was my only escape and the only place I felt safe and content was in the gym during that time. So I would say count your blessings. Like I know I preach gratitude, but in situations like this, more than ever, like you need to write your gratitude list every morning and you need to say your affirmations out loud to yourself in the mirror. Tell yourself you're happy. Tell yourself you're grateful to be alive. Tell yourself you see the good in things. Tell yourself you appreciate the beauty that surrounds you and make a list every morning of the things you're grateful for, no matter how small, because that is what's going to really help shape your, help make the best of the cards you have right now. Because there's, I forget what the quote is exactly, but it's essentially like you either change it You either change your situation if you're unhappy with it or you accept it. Like there's really the only two, you know, options. So if you can't change your situation, you just have to accept it and make the most of it. And seeing the good in the situation by practicing gratitude and affirming to yourself that you're seeing the good and that you are happy. That's what's going to help you make the most and maximize the situation that you're in. What has been your favorite part about living in Hawaii? 
kind of just everything <laughs> like I love just the overall vibe like I just love the tempo and the pace and the way of life here 12 12 on the clock and I also just love the weather like I'm gonna say that like I love just not needing to wear clothes I'm sorry like I can kind of go my whole life without ever wearing pants again I strongly feel that way <laughs> How do you stay so consistent with your spirituality? This, I feel like, is something that you get to a point where it's past the point of no return. It just really is. It's kind of like, same thing with exercising. Like, well, there's a point where you get so deep into health and wellness, like, you can't just, like, let that all go and just not ever take care of it. It's kind of like you just have opened up and unlocked a whole new way of life that you just kind of can't come back from because... You, you've under, you finally have experienced what life feels like when you feel so good. It's kind of like why it's like, okay, if someone's first of all living again with respect from Pennsylvania and then they move to Utah, it's like, why would I go back to Pennsylvania when I know that now Utah exists? It's kind of like that same thing. So that's what's helped me stay so consistent with just everything, with my spirituality, with my fitness, with my mental health, with just staying living in a life of highest alignment that whole thing is because I now know what it's like to feel so damn good and I've gone through phases where I've kind of have fallen more into some lulls where I haven't been as consistent and I'm like I just feel shitty I don't have as many like magical synchronicities I don't feel like I'm in alignment I don't feel like things work out for me as well as they do when I'm just like in alignment with myself when I'm on my shit when I'm taking care of myself and so it's just kind of it gets to a point where you consciously every day make the choice to stay consistent with those things because that's where you know your best life lies and I feel like that's where consistency and sustainability is where you get to the point where you actively make that choice every single day because it's you know it's what you want and you know it's going to benefit you on the long haul when you're choosing long-term gratification over short-term gratification dude I feel like we've been cranking these out I'm sweating I'm not gonna lie if you're watching me on YouTube I'm a little bit glazed donut e a little bit you know how did your family feel about you moving to Hawaii everyone was actually super supportive I was really nervous about my mom but everyone was like hell yeah my dad is like my biggest supporter the biggest he uh he's a really big dreamer like he thinks anything is possible so he was like hell yeah like go after what you want um but so yeah everyone was actually super supportive which I'm really grateful for my family is definitely um, not your traditional family of like work the nine to five follow the, like my family's very open-minded very about following your dreams passionate doing what's in alignment for you I've I want to say I have a very accepting family which uh yeah that just hit me again yeah very accepting family which I I know that is such a like I'm very well aware that's such a blessing and I'm forever thankful for that. Do you ever find yourself overthinking? If so, what do you do to help cope? Love you. Thank you so much, Sabrina. I love you too. This is actually a great question. And now that I think about it, I used to overthink all the time. Like I actively like that was almost an, I identified with that. Like I'm an overthinker. I still do think that I'm a thinker, but I don't think that I overthink, especially nearly as much as I did. And I don't really know exactly what it was. I don't really remember like a shift, a turning point of being like, oh, this is what I have to do. So I don't overthink. But I will say I think it's due to my overall foundational belief that I've been able to cultivate and strengthen of just trust in life in the way the universe works out and that's the thing with spirituality for me spirituality is just in my opinion it's just kind of the understanding and the trust of energetics of the flow of life and that everything has its place and is working out as it should so I think just my foundational belief and practice of spirituality has really helped given me a lot of confidence and trust um 
and comfortability and being able to just surrender to the flow of life that has really allowed me to stop overthinking. Like it's just kind of those principles of like, if it, if it's meant to be, it will be, you know, like whatever is meant for me and my path will come to me. You know, like I don't chase, I attract just like what is meant to be will be. I don't know. I just, I feel like adopting that truly to my core has really, I didn't even really realize that until now has really allowed all of that overthinking to dissipate and kind of not have any power anymore. Cause I just, I'm like, there's, I truly have realized there's no need to overthink. It truly does nothing. Worrying does nothing. And there's so much that's happening in the works that we're not even aware of that truly is out of our control. So it doesn't deserve to have like a chokehold in our minds as well. Plan A is too crazy. So plan B is my answer to questions about my future. Am I hiding? I love you. I love you too. Self-love gypsy. She knows who she is. Genie, self-love genie, not gypsy. Anyway, this is so funny because I relate to this so much. Like I used to say that all the time. Like I, oh my gosh, all throughout college, people were like, what do you want to do? Because I was studying business and I was like, oh, I think I want to be on the fitness side of a business company. When in the back of my head, I was like, I'm going to do lift it. Like I really want to do lift it. So <laughs> I think like, yes, you kind of are hiding, but like I was hiding too. I did the same thing. And like, just like, I don't know. It's kind of the reason why I did at least was because it's like I didn't want to hear everyone else's doubts and I didn't want to see everyone's kind of expression on the face like, oh, good luck. Like I didn't want to even accept their energy of them doubting me. So I just kind of was like, I'm not even going to open that up for discussion. So that's why I would always say my plan B instead of my plan A. But I don't know, sister, just do you keep your dreams in the front of your mind and make sure that your actions are in alignment with your truest desires and intentions? How can I stop letting small things bother me and become more positive? Another thing I really freaking resonate with. I used to get so angry all the time over little things, so agitated, so frustrated. And now like I rarely little things get to me because I just, again, it's this overall perspective shift. I'm telling you. And that's why I preach about these, just these foundational core principles. Cause it's like when you, I'm, I'm done trying to like help fix like the little facets of the layers of the onion. Like I'm trying to just cut to the chase, get to the heart of the artichoke. And once you kind of come align that and get that into its best form, everything else effortlessly flows off of that. So like, just again, when I was saying like my broadening my perspective and understanding that everything happens for a reason that nothing really matters that I have control over my headspace asking myself deeper questions like why is this making me so upset when it really doesn't matter I'm healthy I'm alive my loved ones are healthy and alive everything is okay there's literally no reason to be upset if you're alive you're healthy your family's alive and healthy nothing is a real problem they're just small inconveniences that's a little quote that I came up with that has helped me so much and has completely changed my perspective on things like may it be you know inconvenient and uncomfortable for a little bit yeah but is it gonna be fine by tomorrow yeah like it's just nothing is really worth taking your peace over it just I guess I guess I've I've gotten to a point where I value myself so much my emotional state so much my energetic vibrational frequency so much that I'm like these little things aren't worth disturbing that it just isn't so I think that just foundational perspective changes helped me overall be more positive and just let the small things go and know that they really don't matter Like truly the only things that matter are what you give energy to. Like it's so crazy because if like if someone cuts you off in traffic, you might be like, what the hell? Like that was so that pissed me off. It only mattered because you say it mattered. Like it could happen. Sometimes it happens. Think of the same situation. If you're with friends and someone does that to you and it kind of like you're in a lighthearted mood, you're like, oh, shit, come on. And it's like not a big deal. Even though it was the same exact situation, it just was simply your response and the energy that you gave in both of those different situations. So that just kind of like realizing that like I truly have the power to give life to 
situations to make them bigger or smaller than they need to be gave me so much freedom and gave me the leverage and the power of I guess the experience that I want to have in life. And the sad thing is some people will choose conflict. Some people will choose to be angry and get pissed all the time. But for me, I want to choose to be peaceful and let these, you know, inconveniences roll off my back. How do you manage to keep hormones balanced while being an athlete? Great question. And this is something I'm constantly balancing every single day. If you guys are relatively new, I lost my period in, um, February of 2020 and I went through a whole hormonal journey throughout the year of 2020 ever since then I've kind of been learning about hormonal health and everything and it's something I'm still learning to balance every day and it kind of I don't want to say it bums me out because like everything right everything in life is a learning experience and I know it just has added another facet to who I am and my teachings as well with lifid and stuff um, but I guess I just feel like I sometimes I wonder if I'll ever will get back to the same place that I was and I don't know if I even am and like I might just be being hard on myself I guess but I guess what I I the biggest things that I do is to, I don't overtrain I really have stopped doing a t- I used to do a lot of hit or just I would have every single workout like be till my brink and um that just that overtraining really was hard on my hormonal levels and my cortisol levels and stuff like that. So I really do my best to I'll, I walk a lot to help de-stress, which will also help to balance my hormones. I try to minimize the amount of HIIT workouts that I'll do um, and I give myself all overall more rest. I used to train religiously six days a week. Now I train anywhere from I mean, right now it's like not that much, but anywhere from four to five days I'll train and I really will just try to make sure I'm eating enough healthy fats and just enough in general. I definitely have a history of under eating, of under fueling um, and not eating enough starchy carbohydrates and stuff. And I definitely have gone through my phases of being kind of obsessive with just trying to be lean and it's like, can I be leaner now? Yes, but I guess I just wish what I should say is I thought that leaner was always better. When there really is a fine line between being too lean can be detrimental to your health, especially as a female in your hormonal levels. And so I'm just kind of always learning to be more comfortable and validating myself of saying like you don't need to be super shredded all the time. You can have some body fat. You know, it's okay if you don't have a six pack every day of your life. So that's another thing is making sure that I'm just a healthy body weight and not constantly being lean all the time all year round. Would you get tattoos in the future? What ones and why? I definitely do want some tattoos. I don't want to say definitely because I really go back and forth because a part of me is like, oh, that would be such a vibe. Like, I think I would really resonate with some tattoos, especially because I love jewelry and stuff like that. I I call my jewelry my removable tattoos anyways. But another part of me has like a love for being completely as natural as possible. I'm like, a part of me doesn't want anything on my body because like I, I could also see myself being like, oh, I'm not untouched anymore. Like I'm not my natural state, I guess, if that makes sense. So um, there's things that I do want. I don't really want to share them directly because I'm also that kind of weird person that's like, I don't want to say it until it's done. And also they kind of are personal to me. And like, I don't want, I don't know. I don't know if I want other people to go and be like, oh, I'm going to go get the same thing. (laughs) But they're mainly like, there would all be small. I don't want anything colored. And they definitely would be things that mean a lot to me. One, this is very generic, but like I definitely would want a little butterfly because of my spirit animal. And I felt so connected from them ever since to them ever since I was like 16 or 17 years old. Something my dad always calls me. I want that tattooed, kind of an ode to him, but also a way, uh, a reminder of how I want to show up in life. There's some quotes that I want, little things like that, that just would mean a lot to me. What's the moment that you realize, you guys are asking me so many personal questions today, which is kind of crazy. What's the moment that you realize that you wanted... 
that YouTube was what you wanted to do. I saw this and I tried to reflect back and I was like, whoa, because there really wasn't a singular moment where I was like, I want to do that. Like, I'm telling you guys, like, this has just always been something innate in me, which is kind of crazy because I, I, I've said this before, I think on some of my YouTube videos, I used to make YouTube videos when I was like, young like I with when with my neighbors when we were like nine ten years old we would make YouTube videos we had a YouTube show and then I would do it again with my cousin still around that time and then I would constantly just pretend to make YouTube videos in my room like I'm not kidding I just I've been watching YouTube ever since I was young like nine or ten and I just it always was something that I would be doing (laughs) like I don't know like I, so I guess when I was nine or 10, but it never was a conscious, I don't know, at least I don't remember it being a conscious thing. Like I want that to be my career. Like it just was something always innate. And then all throughout high school, I would always make little edits and like, I would always want to be filming on my GoPro and things like that. I'd always liked photography. I always liked modeling. I would model with my sister. She would, cause she was kind of into photography. She was four years older than me. So kind of when she was like a freshman in high school in her first photography class, right? How old are you? I don't even know, but I was probably like 12, 13, 14. And I would model for her, for her photos. And like, I loved it. And so it just was like all these little th- it's just crazy like a lot of the things I've always liked to do I'm doing now you know I, I started to kind of work out when I was 15 16 I would like to go on runs and do little ab workouts just because I wanted to like I always enjoyed like the the running aspects and like the physical fitness parts of the sports I always played growing up like literally in um fourth grade I remember we did pull-ups and I remember because it was like in gym class and I could do seven pull-ups I don't know why I remember that so well I could do seven pull-ups and like I remember it being like uh you're a seven-year-old girl like what do you do (laughs) what are you doing and like I liked that like I liked being physically capable so I don't know it's just all these things have been very like innate in me and someone else asked which I can't really find it oh she said I don't know what my dream is how do you find slash attract your purpose I love you which I love you too I think that kind of going with that first question is my biggest couple of my biggest tips to finding your passion A, try different things, try things to figure out what you like to do. And two, which I feel like no one says, try to go back to the things that you gravitated towards as a child. And I know that might sound silly, but I like really believe this, like your inner child. And when you were, when you were a child, that's when you were the closest to your authentic self, because you didn't have all these preconceived ideas. You didn't accept all these limiting beliefs yet. You were, that's when you were the closest to your truest self because you were still learning and you didn't, you weren't kind of spit into actual, the whole limiting beliefs that come with society. And so those are like, those I feel like are where your most natural nudges are are and your natural callings are not saying you have to be into all the same things you were interested in as a kid but I would be pretty damn surprised if you told me that you couldn't find anything that stemmed from your interests from childhood I think at least start there and it will probably spark ideas or lead you to something similar that was kind of similar to what you did as a child that suits you more now as an adult and I also would say to kind of look into your pain look into what there's a quote that's like your pain is where you find your purpose look into things that really caused you um, that were when you were in adversity, things that really were growing points for you to not only use those, what you've learned in those periods of hardships, but also then you can figure out wh- how you can help other people f- from what you learn in those hardships or help people through those hardships. So those would kind of be the three things that I would say for you to kind of look into, try new things, try to go back to the things that you were interested in as a child and try to find purpose in your pain of how you can help people through the same pain that you experienced and I think you'd be surprised at how much uh, you'd have some leads into things that you could 
really be passionate about in your life. How do you feel without a boyfriend? Huh. I'm going to be honest. I'm a relationship person. I really am. I've always been. And what's funny is that growing up, like my first person I ever kissed, I ended up dating him for a year. He's the one that cheated on me. Then not too far after that, I got into another relationship for probably like a year and a half, almost two years. He went into the Air Force. So that's what caused us to kind of break up. And I remember near the tail end of that second relationship, I was really craving exploration, not with other people, not necessarily with hooking up, but like I wanted for some reason, I really crave what it would be like to be single. And I remember thinking like, I'm always with someone like, I just want to have my own space. I want to be by myself, which the uni was like, say freaking less because that I broke, we broke up when we were like 19 and now I'm 22, almost 23 in a few months. And I have not had like a public boyfriend in, in all of those years, which is crazy to me now. Like that's a really long time. I was with someone for like six to eight months that was my fault. We were never official or outwardly really dating because I had the commitment issues at that time. <laughs> uh, but so I had been talking to people on and off. But like recently, I've really have almost gone pretty close to a full year without consistently talking to someone, which is kind of crazy to me. And like I said, like three ish, two, three years without an actual open boyfriend which is crazy. And I definitely would say I'm a relationship person. I think I do best when I'm in a relationship and I find myself wanting a boyfriend. I do feel that way. Um, not necessarily in like a desperate way, but I just feel like I'm like, oh, it would be nice. I just, I just, I just feel like I'm in the point of my life where I feel healed really as an individual. I feel like I've really done the work on myself. I feel like I'm in a place where I love my life. I have my business off the ground. Obviously, there's still so much work that I need to do to cultivate it, but I just feel like I'm in a good, healthy place and I really just want to give my life to my love to someone. I want someone to be able to share my life with. I, I would like one. Sometimes it's hard and I'm like, ugh, I just kind of wish I had that person because I just feel ready. I just feel ready to like have that sense of commitment and loyalty to someone. Like I just, I just really do. Someone asked, are you going to pursue live fit forever? Honestly, yes. I feel like people ask me this also quite a bit, which I'm like, do people ask other people who pursue social media this? Cause I feel like they don't, but Honestly, yes, because my ideal, my, and ever since the beginning was to make this a business that translates past social media. I don't really know what that's going to look like yet, but this definitely to me feels like my life's work and I would love to pursue it forever and have it extend past the borders of social media. Do you watch Netflix slash TV? What do you think about doing so slash its purpose? I don't. like, and I don't want to be like, I don't, but like, I watch it a few hours a week. Like I go like zero, like, I don't know the last time I turned on a TV and then yeah, even Netflix. Now that I think about it, like I watch zero hours, like I'm like zero hours per month. Like maybe I'll watch something every other month. Like I never watch it. I do watch YouTube though. So I don't want to feel like I don't waste any time watching something. Like I definitely am a big YouTube watcher, but for me, I just would prefer to watch someone who's like a real life person. And I feel like I can learn a lot and it just seems more real life to me when I'm watching actual YouTube videos and stuff like that. Um, and also since I work in the social media realm, I almost feel like I'm gathering inspiration and kind of like just getting familiarized with my community, if you will. So I do feel like it's semi-productive for me a little bit, but to be fully honest, I don't really, uh, have a positive opinion on Netflix and TV, especially TV and just the media. I don't know. I just think it wastes a lot of time. It's a lot of brainwashing, a lot of kind of miscommunication of a lot of things. I don't know. I just don't support it. I'm not like actively like super against it, but like I just don't, I personally wouldn't 
choose to spend my time like that. I'll leave it at that. How did you start journaling? What did you write about? Love your energy. Thank you so much. Sending you love. Um, I started journaling from just writing gratitude lists and writing down affirmations. That's literally it. Like five things I'm grateful for. Five things of positive affirmations. That was it. It doesn't need to be a big thing. That's where it started. And I did that for a long time. Like my first journal, probably for like the first year, that's all it was, was affirmations and gratitude that was it and I call it appreciations and affirmations it doesn't need to be a big thing and I think that I'm going to do more content around this but journaling can be really whatever you want it to be it could literally even just be jotted down ideas if you don't want to write full sentences it could be little doodles drawings like it could literally be anything there's no one right way to journal and I think when you fully embody that and release self-judgment of not having it needing to sound a certain way it doesn't need to be this poetic poem it doesn't need to be this well-written thing it could just be anything it's just a way to help you process through your thoughts and help you get into better alignment for the day and align your way of thinking that's all it is So that's how I started. And then it kind of evolved into a little bit more of me being able to kind of vent about things, work through thoughts, like actually talk like I'm writing to someone and things like that. But my advice would be just to start release judgment for yourself and just let your thoughts flow onto paper to bring them into a more tangible form. Last question, because it's interesting. It says, do you think it's possible to date someone with a different religion than yours? And I want to say yes, just from the fact of like, because I don't, you know what I mean? That's like, to me, a part of me is like, would you date someone? Like for me, would I date someone of a different race or ethnicity? Like, obviously, yes. But something like this, where it's like kind of your viewpoint, like, I I guess I'm trying to say, I don't want to categorize someone just because they have a different religion, but something like this, I just feel like it would be hard if you don't have the same, like true foundational core belief system and morals, like, I don't want to say it like definitely wouldn't work because it's subjective for everyone, but I just feel like I would struggle if I feel like someone wasn't in alignment with like my same belief system and like, because my belief system is like my way of life. Like, especially I'm pretty freaking spiritual. So like if someone, I don't know, didn't agree with that or like completely believed in something very different from me, like I don't feel like I would feel able to kind of express myself or like have someone be able to help me, help me evolve in my own journey. I don't know. I don't want to say a definite No, I guess I'm going to say, yes, it's possible. Do I think it's ideal and has a lot of potential for longevity? No. So that's it, you guys. I feel like I answered so many freaking questions. I'm proud of myself. I feel like we really rumbled through that. The affirmation for today is super simple because I just, I'm feeling kind of simple today. All it says is I am grateful to be alive. And that's it. And I think that's a really big thing to be grateful for and a really good reminder just to help you fall in love with the bare minimum and fall in love with simplicity because then everything else on top of that is a cherry on top. So the affirmation for today is I am freaking grateful to be alive. Screaming from the rooftops. Be proud to say it. So thank you guys so, so much for tuning in, listening or watching. I'm sending you guys so, so much love. And hopefully I'll see you next week, baby. Peace and love. Adios.